welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture Failure. We are watching Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation, and we just finished episode three. East meets West, part three. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And uh, what do you say we just get into this thing? It's great. It, I would say it's the best one yet. <laughs> they eat the most weird shit in this one. <laughs> they did set a pretty low bar, so... There's no cold, like, cold open for this one. It just starts with the theme song. Haven't the last couple had, like, here's the thing and then the theme song? Yeah, they did. Uh, maybe they just had less story to tell. The, very little happens in this, but everything oh. happens in this. So. <laughs> well, they take care of the main plot that they established in the first two episodes <laughs> in the first five minutes. So yeah. there's that. We left our heroes, and they were trying to learn how to dreamwalk. Or they established that they need how to learn how to how to dream walk. And now they're trying to learn how to dream walk. They moved Splinter back to the couch where he's comfiest, I guess. And, and surrounded him with those dollar store candles. <laughs> Venus is trying to instruct the other four how to do this thing. Even though their master is writhing there on the couch, dying they're, slowly. They don't take it seriously at all. Not even a bit. Michelangelo like, tells Raphael that he wants a squid and peanut butter sandwich, setting the precedent for Michelangelo eating weird stuff for the rest of this episode. (laughs) Squid and peanut... Do turtles eat squid? Uh, Maybe sea turtles? These are freshwater turtles, I would assume. Everything he eats in this episode has to do with peanut butter or aquatic life. So I don't know what that means. I'll get to the others when they happen. He knows what he's about. Donatello falls asleep and falls down. Uh, he's upset because he's actually trying. He's just not good at it. He can't. He can't uh, separate his intellectual brain. We all been. We've been there. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Uh, uh, Leonardo is trying to take it seriously, and he's like, "We got to try again." And Raph challenges him, saying, "Why? Because you say so?" It's like, "Yeah, no, you assholes. Because your your dad is dying, and you need to do a thing about it." <laughs> he's really old. <laughs> Just let him die. Yeah, but they've spent all the money on that costume. I guess that's true. Got to use it for the rest. Leonardo makes the good point of what if Splinter's life depends on it. Uh, but Raphael's just not into it. And Michelangelo agrees. It's like, well, you guys have been trying for like, what, 10, 20 minutes? We don't know how much time takes place between each episode. I'm assuming it's only I bet been it's been minutes. four weeks. <laughs> no, because Splinter's only been asleep for three days. Oh, yeah, you're right. They do tell us that. I'm out of ideas. Yeah, but essentially, at least half of the turtles we know decide, fuck this, we're done. We're not going to try anymore. Well, Michelangelo's hungry, and Raphael has an attitude. It's cool. Or so the legends go. Rav says that he doesn't understand all the shinobi stuff, and the only floating he wants to do is in a swimming pool. And Leonardo gets mad and calls him a coward, which I understand Leo being mad, but calling him a coward? Nothing that preceded that conversation warranted that. It's like you're looking for a reason in this poorly scripted television show. <laughs> yeah, that that's on me. Yeah, I don't know. He went straight to the thing that he knew would piss him off. And it's like, that's not going to get him to sit down and try again. <laughs> if anything, he's going to go sulk on a roof alone <laughs> and pace back and forth until he's attacked by the Foot Clan. <laughs> that is his shtick. Luckily, the Foot Clan was dist- disbanded oh, in the right. last episode. They all went and got jobs. <laughs> Guys in ski mask with big bug eyes glued to it delivering my mail. I wouldn't be that mad if that happened, honestly. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> one minute and 44 seconds in, we get our first wrong idiom from Venus. Uh, she says, you're acting like babies who cry. And of course, she is corrected saying, cry babies. She also says, Splinter's going to die if you don't stop fucking around. Not in those words. <laughs> uh, no, she does say that. And they don't decide to try her way again. They're just like, yeah, we're done with that. 
Let yeah, let's do something else. So Leonardo is angry pacing, even though that's Raph's, Raph's thing. I mean, we all get angry sometimes. <laughs> but I feel like he's unnecessarily antagonistic throughout this whole thing. And he's he says aloud, you guys make me ashamed to be a ninja. This isn't ninja stuff. This is shinobi <laughs> stuff. Tone it I down, that's man. that's true. Take it back he's just like, a you, little bit. What do you mean you guys can't work on a trapeze? That makes me <laughs> very upset to be a ninja. Donatello makes the point that we're just not as spiritually connected as Leonardo. That's uh, why he's the leader or something. And, I don't know, Raphael's complaining like he does. Donatello uh, decides that he is a psychiatrist, has psychoanalyzed all of them. Uh, <laughs> Raphael, I think he's making some real good points where it's like, this technique took Venus her entire life to master, and we don't have that kind of time, which uh, Leonardo dismisses completely. Uh, and Donatello decides that due to our collective sense of alienation, uh, we have a problem doing this sort of thing and everybody yells at him because that's nonsense he's the smart one that's how you know he uses big words for someone who i know whose favorite is leonardo you sure are hating on leonardo a lot i don't like this version of him because he's not good at his job i like every version of michelangelo because he just (laughs) wants to party and eat silly things and in this one He's also super attracted to the girl turtle. Uh, there's not as much sexual tension in this episode. I think that's why I feel like nothing happened. Uh, Venus, uh, after Donatello gets yelled at, says to them, I don't know how you mastered martial arts with such angry souls. Is In in this scene, Raphael has his uh, size screwed together like, like, like uh, Darth, Darth Maul's Maul, lightsaber. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how any benefit comes from that, but he <laughs> has it. It's a thing he can do. When he fights later, they're not together like that. But he also so. doesn't take them out. Well, yeah, there's that. They're all waving their weapons around, and they decide that in order to, uh, they, I guess they just want to show off to Venus because they want to take it to the rooftop and do some like a martial arts. When they yelled, uh, like, take it to the roof, I was like, you don't have a roof. Your roof is the street. You can't <laughs> fight in the middle of the street. They just meant to some random roof. Yeah. Uh, where they drag Splinter's limp corpse. That's <laughs> yeah, the best part. But yeah, so they yell Mega Shellage and they go to the rooftop. Mega Shellage, I feel like, is going to be a very frequent catchphrase, along with Ninjalicious. Wait, before they leave, though, they do one of them does some flips. Oh yeah, Leonardo. He flips, flips into the kitchen to show off to but Venus. There's all that garbage on the floor, and he almost slips on that newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's really dangerous there. He's in a stupid turtle suit. I know. I mean. All things considered, that went flawlessly since no one got hurt. Sorry. <laughs> Setting a real low bar. We can go back to the roof now. I just, I hated it. It's all right. They are in a line. They're always in a fucking line. They never look at each other when they speak. Or they you can't. pointed that out last time, I was like, they are all, fi- it's like when you watch a sitcom and everyone sits on the third of the, t- or two thirds of the <laughs> table. supper style. Yeah. So the camera has a spot. <laughs> Donatello decides that he's the narrator and uh, tells Venus how they've been trained in the way of the ninja since the day they were contaminated. Uh, contaminated is a weird way to put that, but I guess also, it's not wrong. From the day they were contaminated, like weren't they little baby turtles for a long time first? Yeah. And then they grew into monsters? Yeah. So they but, started swinging weapons around the second they that ooze hit their shell? Uh... According to Donatello, yes. I think I'm reading too much. He was into there, it. so he would know. I guess I wouldn't know. I've been here. But uh, yeah, he's like, our, our focus comes through intense battle training. Raphael goes on to uh, expand on that, saying that if it's bad, we can take it apart. And uh, we're a green quake, whatever that means. 
Uh, Leonardo does a list of the weapons they've mastered. Uh, none of the weapons they're carrying <laughs> yeah. are in that list, but that's fine. And Michelangelo is silent. However, he has the wrong weapon. Uh, he has tonfa, yeah. not nunchucks. What are they? Tonfa. And for regular folks, those are sticks. You know a nightstick that you'd buy, you know, a dollar store policeman outfit for that you'd buy? <laughs> like it's, if you're dressing as a bobby? Yeah. He's got it's that it's nightstick with the extra this thing on the side. I don't know if this still... Ha- like for a long time, the UK had nunchucks oh, yeah, illegal. Oh, have num- nunchucks. So I, this num- may have been a marketing num- thing. I, I does don't he know. have the wrong things the whole time? Yeah, the entire this entire series he has the wrong thing. But that's why in the original cartoon, Michelangelo loses nunchucks and eventually just has a grappling hook huh. because that's uh, easier to market, I guess. But like the new Nick series, he has the correct weapon. So I don't know, whatever. Oh, I was thinking about that. The new Nick series follows. The original comic book sort of closely and then does their own thing with it. And the the original movies do that. And to some very loose extent, the original cartoon does. I give this one credit for doing its own completely original thing with these weird dragon puppets. No Utram. They kill Shredder off real quick. They do their own thing. Eh, yeah, they just don't do it super well. Well, it, you know what? Maybe they didn't set the bar super high. Maybe they, they saw their goal and they achieved it. To make a completely forgettable series that uh, two white dudes would talk about ten years later. <laughs> well played, gentlemen. So the then ladies. they have a boombox that says power on it. It's spray painted on there. Yep. It also has a megaphone tape to it. Well, it's because it's garbage. They got it in the trash. Uh, or then, they just wanted it extra loud because they're terrible ninjas. <laughs> they are so bad at stealth. It's so sad. Venus decides that she's the narrator now, and she says something to the effect of, uh, you want to use battle practices to induce a state of serenity. And right. then they... <laughs> I feel like when your soul and spirit leaves your body, you don't want to be swinging swords around your face. <laughs> Maybe that's Shows just how little me. you know. Uh, oh, yeah. and then, while well, so they're doing it. They're doing all their swinging swords around their faces uh, to achieve the serenity. And then Raphael walks on his side. <laughs> Like a circus clown. He is trying real hard to show off for Venus de Milo. Because they're gonna fuck. Both he and Leonardo are like, Venus, look at me. Look at this. Venus, over here. Watch me this. Look do at, this thing. Look at me clumsily swing around this fake weapon. So uh, Venus is collecting their spirits, and uh, she uses that to bring them into the dream realm, which is a thing that she can do, and god damn it was easy. <laughs> well, she... They had they just had to achieve that nirvana that they were looking for. Yes, stabbing dudes brings inner peace. Not even stabbing dudes, just swinging shit around. Well, yeah, but they they're imagining stabbing dudes. Oh, I guess so. They go into the uh, the 1998 screensaver. It's still the same thing. It's uh, just an angry firescape with uh, <laughs> with the fragged land and whatnot. Uh, there's just chunks of rocks floating around and some sort of glittery fiery thing that drifts all over the place. Uh, turns out. That's like a teleportation tube. Yeah, there's like a, they hop on the little river. Yeah. And then it teleports them Power Rangers style. Sure does. Venus says that Splinter's spirit will draw them to him based on information she has that she didn't establish at all. But that's fine. I mean, she uh, spent her whole life studying this place or something. I guess that's fair. But um, there's a lot of fire, so Michelangelo, of course, makes a marshmallow joke, as he's wont to do. Uh, but Leonardo eyeballs Splinter. And uh, they see some rocks fall into that fire plume. And for some reason, the rocks get teleported. So Raphael just jumps right in. Follow those rocks. 
I feel like you should you should have tested that a lot. Well, like kick Michelangelo in first and see if he <laughs> dies. And if he doesn't, then the rest of you go. Yeah, you got a spare turtle. It's fine. Yeah. You're working with five now. There are only four beds in your house. Yeah, but uh, luckily it leads them straight to Splinter and they can just jump out of it whenever. He's still hung up there like Wolverine getting yeah. crucified. And he offers them no warning that, hey, this is a trap, guys. <laughs> Shockingly, when it ends up being a trap, they just kind of stand there and wait for the Dragon Lord to emerge. Emerge. Is, is his name Dragon Lord? We are three episodes in and I have no idea what his name is. Yeah, that's what I decided to start calling him because he gives himself, like, he gives us three of his titles. One of them is, like, the Eternal Infernal Serpent. And then he, there's one in the middle and he closes with Dragon Lord. And that's the one I remember. So that's what I'm okay. calling him. Because he shows up. And I thought these turtles' mouths barely matched what they were saying. <laughs> but boy, is the lip syncing terrible. His mouth doesn't open at Enough? all. He just shakes his head up and down to indicate that he's talking. <laughs> with the just the tiniest bit of movement in his mouth. He, he's It's like he's miming it from like a great distance. So you have to know that he has to move his head so you know he's the one talking. He's a, probably a Power Rangers actor. Most definitely. This is a Heim Saban joint. <laughs> Most so of these people probably. It's probably quite a bit of crossover. Also, this ancient Chinese dragon man who's been in here for 10,000 years also opens with, the gang's all here. You know that super ancient Chinese proverb? The I gang's mean, all here. He can see through those mirrors. He's yeah. just been watching reality, I guess. <laughs> but he shows up with his two dragon minions who are just the Foot Clan with like little green masks where their eyes should be. <laughs> They look marginally better than the Foot Clan did. Slightly. But it's real not great. I mean, he's not. it's not a terrible dragon mask Like when it's not trying to talk. No, he looks pretty... I like his design enough. But he's also not looking at them while he's talking. Well, no one can look at anyone. <laughs> Michelangelo's uh, mouth moves really awkwardly in this episode, too. Yeah, so does Venus's. It has like a weird motor in it on one side. But yeah, so he's offering no resistance to them and then lets Splinter down with a wave of his hand. And they're like, so you're just letting us go? And he's like, yeah. So okay, nothing suspicious there. Let's uh, right. <laughs> let's just go then. Well, they do put up a little bit of an argument, but then Dragon Lord turns himself into a plume of fire. Yeah. And then they stand around it for a little too long and then decide to leave. To, to escape, they jump back into the fire thing. Which apparently will also deliver you back to where you came from. But last time Venus went there, she had to run back to exactly where she started well, and then leave from there. I think that's what they were doing because they did emerge onto a different rock platform. But when they hop back in the thing, you also notice that insteading, instead of just like flipping mirror image style the, the footage, they just reverse it. They don't even make an effort to make it look like they're traveling in a different direction. <laughs> mm, yes, all the rocks are falling the wrong way. Yep. And then they just go into a portal, even though that's not how they got there. And that's fine, because they end up back in their bodies. Still and swinging their arms. Yeah. <laughs> even, though, even though it's established with Splinter that when you're in there, you're like asleep, right? Well, he went into it meditating, not kicking and punching. Oh, so I guess so. Splinter wakes up. He's fine. He's just hungry and wants a bath, because he's been out for three days. And then he recognizes uh, Meipechi, which is... I wrote it down this time. Her name is... He says it a couple times. He does. So it's easy to remember. That's right. Uh, Venus's name is Mei Pei Chi, but she's decided to keep the moniker of Venus 
so much so that she now has a V belt buckle on her uh, on her belt now. Donatella made it while they were on a break from meditating earlier. Or they just found what, like a series of coasters that have <laughs> the letters. alphabet on them. And then that's just what they're using for their belts. I guess. But yeah, apparently Master Splinter knew about her the entire time and never told them. Like he met Chung E while dreamwalking and they discussed their turtle sons and daughters. Like you do. And then uh Chung E told him not to tell anybody, even though who who were the turtles gonna tell? April. What were they gonna she do? Was a reporter. They had a very close reporter friend. Yeah, but we don't know if that exists in this universe. We yet. don't know a lot about this universe. There is quite a bit that we don't know. And Raphael is rightfully annoyed by this. Because that's a huge thing to keep away from. Right. The uh, secrets. Yeah. And then Splinter's like, well, I'll explain. And then we cut back to the lair where Michelangelo's cooking. Is making what he, what is he, he calls it? Uh, jellyfish he, jelly, stroganoff. Yeah, jellyfish stroganoff. But it's just marshmallows and jelly beans or, or M&Ms or something. It's just a candy that he's stirring in a pan. <laughs> it is like when you give a child like fake little pans and you're like, go pretend to cook. And they bring you back just a bowl of marshmallows. And they're like, I baked you this cake. And you have to eat it to appease the child. Does he have the mentality of a, like a three-year-old? Well, he hasn't gone to school or interacted with anybody. So but the other maybe? one can build a machine that can read your body temperature. He has the exact same <laughs> amount of schooling. Yeah, but he doesn't do machines. Yeah. He's the party dude. I guess so. Maybe also, he partied too hardy. And that's well, why. Well, I have a theory on that. Because uh, I learned that... Uh, Sea turtles will eat jellyfish, and the jellyfish toxins have a similar effect on them as uh, alcohol does on a human. So maybe he's just drunk on jellyfish. Couple things. I don't think they're sea turtles. <laughs> they're not. Also, th- he's not eating jellyfish. He's eating marshmallows <laughs> that he calls jellyfish. Fair points. I mean, half the people in this room right now have eaten marshmallows for dinner before. <laughs> I'm not going to say which one of us. But I have there. I didn't have any qualms about it. I didn't lie to myself. I didn't say, mm, "This is delicious steak." When it was just a marshmallow. <laughs> How was your podcast? Well, we did forty-five minutes on marshmallows, <laughs> but we finally got to the bottom of it. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but Leonardo was walking around. He's like, "So she was in the jar with us." And Splinter's explanation as to why she didn't grow up with them was, "Oh, I I didn't see her. She I, I know, she went away. Uh, it's fine. I'm sorry. I guess." And then he's just like, oh, by the way, I'm sorry chung E's dead. I bet that's super fresh because you watched him die, but I'm sorry he's dead. And then Raphael decides that she lives here now uh, because she's, quote, technically? No, she absolutely is one of you. She is the fifth monster. She's dressed exactly like you, except she has a braid. <laughs> right. But whatever, it's it's fine. Venus uh, agrees and says, cold, uh, the third incorrect idiom of the episode, and we are like 10 minutes in. It's just as funny as it was the first time. We cut to a rooftop where uh, the dragon people are escaping limbo. Um, not sure how they're doing it, because the other turtles had bodies to return to. Apparently that little puppet's name is Wick. Yes. Uh, he doesn't have legs. But uh, yeah, so the dragon lord shows up. He has 12 dragon goons and Wick with him. This is, seems to be his entire army. Yeah, it, it seems that they didn't need man's dream at all because... The they came back with turtle dreams? Don't know if that was a thing or part of the original spell or, or whatever. Not but even really the turtle's dreams. Yeah. The turtle's dream walking. And, they weren't dreaming. Yeah, this is all Venus and Splinter's fault. Venus and, and Splinter Dumbledore of this universe. It's all <laughs> their fault. 
Dragon Lord wants to find a place where they can turn into a, a fortress. So they do. And they do that super easily without a realtor in New York. <laughs> like immediately they find yeah. this gigantic abandoned building. I, I had assumed that it was the foot's like hideout. I mean, that would have been the easiest. Yeah. But apparently they, one of them, apparently the dragon dudes can talk. Uh, they don't tell us what they're actually called for a long time, but they call them the rank. Until I know that for sure, I'm going to call them Mr. Dragon Men. That's fine. Uh, but but they can talk, apparently. and they Quite found eloquently. This, <laughs> way better than the actual turtles. Yeah. But they found this building. It seems like an abandoned church, and they can see for five miles in any direction, and it's very easily defendable. Uh, okay. And then the puppet's going to eat a dog. <laughs> Wick is a terrible puppet with no legs. It has to always be sitting. And uh, he... Not even sitting. Usually leaning awkwardly over something. And he wants to eat a poodle that he found and got back into their warehouse without any argument from the owner. He's a, It smells like perfumed ham. All the while, uh, Lord Dragon is telling him not to eat it in the, in the warehouse because it's brand new and he doesn't want to get it messy. Yeah. And... Wick decides to not eat it because he thinks the fluff will give him gas. And then the soldier, the dragon goon, is just like, I'm still here. Do you want me to do a thing? And uh, Lord Dragon's just like, yeah, go go find the turtles or whatever. And where might the turtles be? They are having a picnic. A midnight picnic. Back at the park. Uh, the same uh, playground where <laughs> where Maypechi got attacked last time. Um, And Michelangelo is eating a hot dog with peanut butter on it. Yeah. The biggest hot dog. But with peanut butter on it. He calls it a peanut butter weenie and uh, waggles it around a lot. He's he's just just shaking it about. Leonardo does the thing where apparently Venus gathered up some pigeon eggs and then cooked them. And then Leonardo eats them and says that they're good. And then she tells them they're pigeon eggs. And then he's suddenly disgusted. I was too distracted by his dainty little coffee cup (laughs) and his big meaty turtle hand. He's just got the teensiest cup of coffee. And I think there's a, a like a bucket of Cheetos over his shoulder. While they're having a good old time, they recount how they drove the Shredder insane and <laughs> laugh about it. And then Splinter uses his ninja and rat senses to tell that uh, some something's approaching. That a big giant puppet man is walking <laughs> through the forest. That's right. No well, there's moves. a huge puff of smoke, and you'd <laughs> expect it to clear and then them to be standing there. But instead, he just walks out from behind a tree. <laughs> Because that's why he's here. And then he blows fire from inside his mouth, clearly. Oh, yeah. It uh, it matches up so well. It's definitely not three inches behind his head. Nope. Splinter decides that he is the narrator now. And he's, you used us to cross cross over into the material plane. It's called exposition, Sky. Yeah, but if you're just saying it for the audience's benefit, everybody there figured (laughs) that out. Except for maybe Michelangelo. Also, no one there cares. Just kill that dragon. But basically... The Dragon Lord has decided that he is going to be able to eat the turtles and mutate. I don't know why he wants to mutate. He's already a dragon man that can breathe fire. What more do you need? Is it because he's is he real? Is he just a spirit in this world? I have and no mutating idea. Mutating will turn him into a, an actual monster in this world. I assume that he thinks he'll grow wings. All right, that's fair. He's got all the other dragon accoutrement. He's just missing wings. That's true. But uh, so he tells the uh, the dragon goons go attack the turtles, which it looks like there are like six of them maybe standing behind him. Yeah. But this fight makes it look like there are way more of them. It, there were I counted when they landed on the roof, and there were at least twelve. But not not clearly with him at this point. But yeah. I mean, between the turtles and Splinter, there are six of them. So they should each just have to fight one dragon. Yeah. And it should be over. <laughs> Ideally, uh, Splinter does actually get this neat ninja vanish moment. But he ruins it almost immediately. 
by getting jumped by two dragon men after because he's standing there giggling. <laughs> this is not what I want out of my splinter. Giggling? He's fine if he's giggling. Just be better at ninjaing, please. But the fight goes pretty well for the turtles. It like, goes quite well. Like they well, use tether balls and yeah. and things to to beat up these tether balls like, and quips. And yeah, they're clearly not even trying because they're bumping into each other and yeah. like I'll murderize you. Like they're three <laughs> like, stooges. Leonardo three, three does three a backflip onto the dragon's shoulders and then hits him in the head like like a three stooges. And then heel kicks him in the tummy and then kicks him in the butt while yelling either a second floor booty call. Or according to the subtitles, looks like a plump booty call. Either way, there's a booty call reference. In it this makes me children's very show. uncomfortable. <laughs> but that's fine. Raphael is fighting a dude and he yells, this is mean, and punches him in the stomach. And then yells, and this is green, and clotheslines him. And I don't... It's so... It's such a weird thing to yell. But it rhymes. Is it because he landed on grass and that's what's green? No, it's because it rhymes. Okay. And yeah, Again, Venus uses a tether ball. As you as you said, they have no formal education. <laughs> <laughs> they got taught by a rat. Michelangelo, uh, Raphael, and Donatello decide to do the old shell game. Uh, what do you think that would entail? It, it was, um, I don't know. Well, I like, mean, I know what it was, but I didn't know what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing to name it. What but they do is... I at very uh, least would think that Donatello would put his head in a shell. Because I think he hits a tree. He absolutely hits that tree real hard. Uh, what it is, is uh, one of them lays down, the other two huck him like a bowling ball, which is completed by a bowling pin sound effects at the bad guys. Who are all standing in a straight line. Yes. Very patient, these these dragon men. Yeah, Donatello yells mega shellage and then takes them all down. And I'm going to go ahead and say that the stuntman probably got hurt doing this because <laughs> the shot makes it look like he's being pulled by a truck. <laughs> into that tree the fight seems to be over and the turtles have defeated all of the dragons except for the one uh and lord dragon has splinter under his feet and is crushing him he was just awkwardly laying there like before the turtles get there he's just sort of resting his foot on him (laughs) well we we get the crunch sounds that you get from foley artists Uh the turtles all run over and they are within arm's reach they're so close and make no attempt to tackle this guy or stab him they could shove him by pushing, like, just putting their arms out, they would knock him down. But instead, uh, they decide to let Venus work her shinobi magic to lift his foot. So <laughs> kick him or do a thing. The, there's your opportunity to chop his face off. While she, she has his foot in magic. Like, it's trapped in magic. Chop his face off. And then it's done. <laughs> it's over. The, yeah. Then you move on to the next guy. You, we, get, we, we can get to that mafia gorilla man soon. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. But nope. We are nope. only three episodes into the five uh, part. <laughs> We're uh, still being introduced to these guys. I hate this. It doesn't work the first time. And you'd think at that point where it doesn't work, the turtles, there's five of them, would do something, but they don't. And then Leonardo tells her, you can just try it again. And she does, and it works this time. It's like, Use your sword! No, it's about believing in yourself. <sighs> I guess. But it works, and uh, Lord Dragon has his foot lifted up, and instead of attacking the, the turtles, the other dragon goons hold him up, <laughs> politely. So he doesn't fall over. He's very uh, yeah. sharp and top-heavy. That, that's true. They're very they're very polite. Turtles grab Splinter, and they pull him out, and then Leonardo yells, you know, retreat. And here is the perfect opportunity for them to slow, throw down a smoke bomb and disappear, but instead, the camera remains stationary, and the turtles roll out of frame. <laughs> And the dragon coons pretend just, like they just they, they just can't watch. find them. 
I think they got away. I, I, did they, they? They went invisible. I don't know I don't what know. happened. Should no be magic. No, guys, you suck so hard. I feel like Lord Dragon should have eaten them right then. How is he it's, going to eat them? He can't open his mouth. Can breathe fire? Yeah, barely. He could have breathed fire on any of them at any point while he had tr- splinter underfoot. I believe it's broth fire. Broth. He could have broth fire. I don't fire think that's on accurate. But, uh, he's not good. He's not good at it. He's not good. He's great. So uh, we cut back to the lair. Uh, Where Raphael has his double-edged sigh again. Yeah, he, I don't know why he's connected, but he's banging himself in the head with it. Because he's, he's sad. He's sad because for some reason they think they lost that fight. Yeah. And they're like, it, Venus is putting iodine on Donatello. I don't, other than hitting that tree, they didn't get hurt once. Uh, Michelangelo got kicked in his stomach, I think. Yeah, but he but has a, that shell on his tummy. Yeah, so he should have been fine. He's holding a nice pack to his head. And he's ups- he says to Splinter, we lost. It's like. You, you didn't, though. Yeah, Everybody's everyone's fine. alive. You, you got away. So you didn't murder a dragon in the park. <laughs> Splinter's just like, we sur- surviving isn't losing. And then Leonardo says, I don't know if we can win against these dragons. So why not? You took them down very easily. Yeah, there aren't that many. One of them's a puppet. <laughs> he can't walk on his own. <laughs> but all right, sure. I guess we have stakes, I guess. And we cut to uh, exterior New York. I don't know if this is the top of the uh, the church or whatever. It must be, right? I, I, where else could it be? Um, but Lord Dragon is out on the roof, just standing around giggling, and he wakes up Wick. who Someone had to carry him out there, and then he just fell asleep outside? <laughs> I guess. I think the illusion is he can move on his own. He just doesn't when he's when on camera. When we see him? Yeah. Because he found that dog. I guess so. Um, but uh, Lord Dragon wants a demon brew. The ancient serum of invincibility. Which apparently is the thing that this puppet is in charge of. I don't know He's the magic he one. Uh, but it requires bits of rare animals. Uh, no, no, nothing more specific than that. So <laughs> there's that. Here's my, here's, here's a question. Um, this ancient serum of invincibility, I'm going to bet as makes him pretty powerful. What does he think that the mutagen's going to do that <laughs> the serum of invincibility doesn't? Um, give him wings. Oh, okay. It's like a Red Bull. Yeah. All right, there we are. We cracked we it. I'm, I'm on board now. This is we great. We can quit. Lord Dragon. Are you just, you don't know what happened? I'm not sure what happened, no. Yeah. He he's, wants his first earthly meal to be a fresh hot mutant. So he's not, he's, I guess he's hunger striking? Yeah, but this planet also has Little Caesars and in and out. Like, there's so <laughs> much good food. Was Little Caesars doing the hot and ready back then? I don't know, but it still existed. Pizza, that's, pizza, man. That's definitely true. Uh, but that's that's the end. He uh, he wants to eat turtles. He just stands on the on the top of that roof, laughing to himself. You know, like a villain does, waiting to eat the turtles. I guess. I, well, right now he's waiting for his demon brew. Demon brew of miscellaneous animal bits. S- sounds gross. Here's your miscellaneous animal bits milkshake. <laughs> I added a little strawberry for flavor. <laughs> that's not how Wick talks. No, he has a horrible, horrible, shrieky voice. <laughs> it's it's the worst. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how it ends. Uh, we still have two more parts of this opening <sighs> thing. I hate it. And uh, I've I said honestly... it like six times. This episode <laughs> just left me like, <laughs> like the last two were silly, but like they were running around a lot. This one was a lot of nothing. We got a picnic and a half though. I did like the picnic because he had a peanut butter dog, peanut butter wiener, or whatever he called it. But the fight wasn't that interesting. No. I mean, not that any of them have been super interesting, but it was just kind of silly, but not in a fun way. I think it was just bad. I don't know what's going to happen in the next one at all, because 
You've never made it this far. <laughs> that could be, honestly. Um, and also, like, what are what did they set up here? Are they gonna go defend some animals in a zoo? What's? I think that's clearly what's gonna happen. All right. Well, I guess join us next time when we see <laughs> turtles in a zoo. I mean, when you guys find out what we find out. Thanks for listening. Holla. Uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at Failed Pop Culture. I changed our tag because uh, Pop Culture Failure was taken, but uh, Failed Pop Culture was not. There's no E at the end because it's too many characters. It really freaked me out when you did that uh, <laughs> in that podcast. I was listening to it and I was like, what? when did this happen? When did you say this? I was there. <laughs> You didn't notice the change in quality? No, I absolutely did. Okay, good. And you can email us at popculturefailure at gmail.com. And we are on iTunes. Um, if you want, you can rate us or whatever. Uh, oh, I should say that if you, anyone you thinks... Stop I'm, moving the fucking mics. No. If anyone thinks I'm super hilarious and would like to see me do stand-up comedy, I will be opening for Timmy Williams of The Whitest Kids You Know on Sunday, May 14th at 8 p.m. in Bradley, Illinois at the Looney Bin. <laughs> I don't Get know if any of now. our listeners are in the state... Um, but someone uh, might listen to it. That'll do it for us. Thanks for listening. Yay. Testing, testing. I have good levels. What about me? You redlined it. Good job. It's welcome back to two straight white guys in their 30s tell you about a thing that you don't remember. The <laughs> podcast. <laughs>